Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, my friends, wherever you might be, whatever you're doing. I want to thank you all for joining me on another episode of Clashing in Traffic. Uh, Once again, I am your host, Catfish, and I want to thank you for hopping on in the car with me as I make my commute to work this morning. Y'all, this week in Clash of Clans, we have the Supercell CWL going on. I'm sure most of y'all are wrapping up your last couple days of that. I know that we are in day six in most of our clans that we're doing CWL in. Uh, Things are going okay. Uh, In COTP plebs, we are in Silver League 1. We're currently sitting at 5-0 and bouncing around second place. Uh, today we are ahead and I think we have a pretty easy victory going on against the clan that we are playing, uh, in CO, well, that's a new voice. Thank you, Waze. Um, got to figure out why you got a new voice today. Wow. Uh, anyway, COTP Pleb CWL, we are battling a team right now whose lowest town hall is a town hall 10. And, of course, COTP Plebs, the highest Town Hall we have is a Town Hall 9. Now, we're about half and half between Town Hall 9s and Town Hall 8s on the war map. Uh, we might have one seven down at the bottom that, that sneaks in every once in a while, but it's all 8s and 9s. So now as we're facing clans that have nothing more than Town Hall 10 and above, uh, and even if they are rushed at 10, 11, 12, and even a... Uh, some 13s and 14s on this map, you would think that we are going to get completely and utterly demolished, right? Well, I got to looking at this clan's Warlog. The most stars that they have obtained all week long is 15. So, plebs, if you're listening, let's just attack smartly. Let's make sure that our Town Hall 9s are the ones that are hitting those Town Hall 10s, because some of those 10s are rushed, so we should be able to triple some of those. And as long as we can clear... In at least two star, those Town Hall 10s are the bottom side of their map. We should be good to go in beating this clan. Uh, day 7, tomorrow, we will be facing off against the number 1 clan. Uh, they are ahead of us in stars by quite a bit. Uh, I think that they we're going to find out that they had several more uh, higher Town Halls and actually probably just active players because that seems to be the issue with a 30v30 when you're down in the Silver League level, uh, Silver or Bronze level. That Yes, there might be some clans down there that have a lot of higher town halls, but they're going to be inactive. And, you know, this is something that we've talked about every month since we started this podcast uh, and doing CWL recaps. So if you're down there in that, that low level of a CWL, just have active people and you should be good, good, good to go to get promoted. So I think we're going to promote out of Silver League 1 up into Gold 3, uh, probably sit in second place this week, uh, which is which is just fine by me. So next month, maybe we'll have a couple guys who have started to max out Town Hall 9. I'm not sure if any of our homegrown guys are going to be able to be up to Town Hall 10 yet. We're trying to not have people rushing too badly uh, in COTP plebs. But I know that there's going to be a couple that do. So I think we're going to be capped at Town Hall 9 for a little while. Maybe in the next uh, two months we'll see some Town Hall 10s starting to creep their way up. And I do want to thank the guys who sent over some Town Hall 9s to help us out and make sure that we were going to be able to field 30 people in the war this month. Down in Eden's Edge, uh, we were hoping, because Eden's Edge was in Crystal 2, 
and the use code Klaus Clan was in Crystal 2, that we could arrange a CWL matchup. Uh, the, the leaders there for those clans, they, they got together, uh, got on some synchronized watches, and started the spin at the exact same time. Eden's Edge Mac matched immediately, got put into a league, and use code Klaus had to wait. So apparently there was a league that was sitting there with seven members just waiting for an eighth Crystal 2 30v30 clan to spin. So we did not get matched up against the use code Klaus clan with Eden's Edge this month. But that's okay. Maybe we'll see them again next month and be able to try it again. Or maybe not. You see... Eden's Edge is on the cusp of promoting out of Crystal 2. Uh, Eden's Edge has been in Crystal 2 for several months. We haven't really been focusing on pushing that clan up higher into the War League. Uh, just because of where the levels of people were and how often we're having to pull some of the, the top-level uh, accounts out of there. Because anytime that we're short on Town Hall 14s for the Knights of Zion War, we have to pull the 14s out of Eden's Edge, which can kind of limit how much they do. Because there's not a whole lot of Town Hall 14s sitting in Crystal League, but there definitely are some. It's not like up in uh, Master 1 or in Champions 3, where if you're running anything other than Town Hall 14s, you're going to be struggling. But there are a couple Town Hall 14s sitting in Crystal League. So Eden's Edge uh, is sitting second place in Crystal 2 right now. We're on day six, and we are going to be battling the only other undefeated team in day seven. So again, it's going to be a battle of number one versus number two in day seven for Eden's Edge, just like we're going to be battling the first place team in COTP Plebs the last day of the month, or last day of the league week that is so i think we have a lock on second place in eden's edge we're currently sitting at five and zero again uh i think we have a pretty decent lead on third place and the first place team is just a bit ahead of us so we should have a lock on second place in in crystal league two for eden's edge uh knights of zion like we said last week, uh, Knights of Zion, the clan, is not actually participating in CWL this week. We took all of our Town Hall 14s that wanted to do CWL over to one of our event clans, and that is Jericho Rising. Jericho Rising usually sits pretty unused, except when we have events to go do. Um, years, a while back, uh, before I joined the clan family, they had pushed Jericho Rising up into Champion League 3. Also, so we had two Champion League 3 clans in the family. Uh, we weren't worried about any potential loss of league status in Jericho Rising, so we decided while we had a few less Town Hall 14s who were going to be participating in Clan War League, that we would go over there and secure making sure that Knights of Zion did not drop down in league level. It started out rough for us. Uh, day one in uh, Jericho Rising's SCCWL was pretty awful. Um, we had just, I don't know, y'all. We had several guys that got a case of the yips. And we had uh, one star. We even had a zero star um, that was just, it was, it was devastating in that it's a guy who I believe it was sitting at number one in trophies in the clan. 
uh, has been just absolutely crushing it in Legend League. And then for whatever reason, that first hit in CWL, the nerves got to him, I don't know, and unfortunately ended up with a zero-star fail. Uh, Now, I will tell you, he's come back in force and picked up some triples. So we want to not let those those failures keep us down for too long, right? We want to learn from the mistakes that we made, see what it was that, uh, that hindered us, and let's just get back up there and keep on going. Now, that comeback would not have been possible had we not changed up the way that we are doing things for this month uh, with the Knights of Zion. I'm still going to call us the Knights of Zion, because just because we're in a different house doesn't mean we're going to change who we are, right? Uh, So it is the Knights of Zion who are over there in Jericho Rising. But typically, if you get a one-star or a zero-star, you get benched. Uh, We run the the 20-man roster so that we have five people in to rotate, and if you get that zero or single, you get benched. Well, we decided this month because we had some new trialists who were going through their trials in CWL. Uh, we were a little bit lower on the number of people that wanted to participate. We were going to run a 21-man roster. And from that roster, everybody was going to get five hits. Regardless of what happened, we were going to have a set rotation, uh, which took us some time to for me to get that worked out. That, that worked with everybody's schedules because it was the first time I was coming up with this type of roster. But we made it work. Uh, We got everybody in a spot that we thought would work for them. Uh, And that, like I said, that day one, we had a single and we had a zero star fail. Normally, both of those guys would have been out for the rest of the week. But because of that way that we were doing things, they both got to stay in. Uh, That zero star ended up turning into some triples later on in the week, Uh, some redemption for him. And uh, I think that helps with a little bit of a boost of confidence, right? When you can come back from something like that. And then show that, yeah, I really do still know how to play this game. And by show, I mean, when something like that happens to me, I don't need to show the rest of the clan that I know how to play the game. I need to show myself that I still know how to play the game, right? Sometimes, for whatever reason, you just have something like that happen. And you've got you've to get a little bit of confidence. You've got to get out there, do some stuff that's going to help build yourself back up to get back out there and keep on clashing. So that was day one. Um, clearly, we, we lost day one. Uh, we actually lost day two also. But then we got two wins in days three and four. Uh, lost a close one in day five. I believe we lost by one star, uh, which, you know, that's, that's tough when you, when you lose by one star. Um, but I think that might be a little bit better than losing by percentage points, right? I hate when you look at that map, you see that you have the same number of stars and you've got that loss uh, because that is where those low percent two stars can come in to hurt you. Uh, That's why we like to try to always plan for going for that safe two star. Not that we're going to say we don't want the triple at all, but I would rather you have a, a better chance of getting a high percent two star if that is going to be the primary focus is going for the safe two-star with the ability to triple on the on the back end. As opposed to, we have those bases where the town hall is baited all the way over in a corner, uh, or it's just completely on the opposite side of the map, and we're going to try to work our way through the entire length of the map and, and then get to the town hall with a backup plan, right? Because if you see that your troops aren't going to make it all the way through, then that's where you... 
all right, I'm going to send the blimp right over the town hall. We're just going to, you know, Yeti bomb or, or sneaky goblin bomb the town hall. It'll be gone. But now I don't have that siege machine to help me through the rest of the base. So now my troops die out a little bit faster. You end up with that low percent two star because it was a plan B. Um, and those low percent two stars is where we end up losing on those tied for star uh, wars, which just kills you, right? I can't stand seeing that. Now, we are going to be up against uh, the, the first place team in day six. So this is the one clan that I'm in where we're not saving the best for last. So day six, this clan that we're going to be facing, uh, they are averaging 35 stars, y'all. Uh, their first two days, they got 37 stars. That's seven triples in Champion League. Uh, these are guys who are, they are really are looking to promote. Um, we are sitting here bouncing between fourth place and sixth place. Seventh place demotes, right? I think we have enough of a lead over the seventh place team to be able to stay out of seventh place. Uh, we're definitely not going to be promoting this month, which is, that wasn't the point. Our goal this month was to just get some practice in and potentially not demote our event clan. Uh, as long as we can perform well against this uh, first place team that we're going to be facing off against in day six, I think we'll continue to hold that lead over the seventh place team. Uh, if, you, if you're in Knights of Zion and you're listening to this early and you're thinking, no, nah, the team we're up against is in second place, Catfish, why are you saying first place? Well, the team that's in first place right now has completed almost all of their hits and only has a couple star lead over the team that we're facing against in second place. And that team has only done like three hits. So by the time they catch up on the number of hits, they're going to be back in first place. Uh, and I think they have a, like a 15 star lead over second place. So these guys are, these guys are pretty good um, that we're facing off against right now, but hopefully we'll be able to perform well. I don't expect to win against this team, but we can then come back because I think it is the seventh place team that we are facing in day seven. Uh, so we'll be able to, as long as we beat the seventh place team, we'll be able to stay ahead of number seven. So that is a good spot. Holy cow, Waze, why are you talking to me like that? I don't know what's going on with Waze, y'all. She sounded like she's been smoking a little bit too much or, or got a sore throat. I, I hope she's not trying to get me sick. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with the voice there. So again, Knights of Zion, we're over in JR. We hope that JR stays where it's at. Uh, and that is, that's the recap that we've got going on in our CWL. Um, nothing too awesome to report as far as any of my hits. Uh, I've, I've been, been struggling a little bit in my own, uh, my own hits in both COTP plebs and in uh, Jericho Rising. Uh, I've had some... Queen walk fails on my Town Hall 9 in COTP plebs where I, I think my queen hates me down there, y'all. On my uh, my Cato 9 Fishes account, uh, I will start my... I always do a TDH attack on that Town Hall 9. It's a, uh, a queen charge Lalo, and for whatever reason, my queen is just absolutely refusing to take the wall break and step inside the base. So then I have that backup plan where I've got a jump spell set up for her and she will completely ignore the jump spell 
and go back the other way, and it's just killing me, y'all. I think I have had two 90-some percent one-stars with my Town Hall 9 that I typically can just triple anything with that TDH QC Lalo. And, man, Queen this month is just not doing it for me. So got some bad attacks down there. Uh, my main account, Catfish, the Town Hall 14, uh, I think I've got one triple so far out of my four attacks that I have been able to get in. Um, I'm in on day seven, which is where I'll get my fifth attack in. Um, but I have been unexpectedly busy. We decided to take a last minute trip up to help my son move into his apartment. Uh, he moved out of the dorm at his college, found an apartment, has moved in there and, you know, broke college kid style. He was sleeping on a mattress on the floor. Didn't have any dressers or anything, so his clothes are in like a plastic tub from Walmart on the, in the corner. Uh, but we we picked up some furniture for him up at IKEA and drove up there. And let me tell y'all, carrying IKEA boxes of furniture to a third floor walk up in 95 degree plus heat that was fun. Uh, yeah, we built nine pieces of IKEA furniture in about seven hours. So my, my back from leaning over and my hands from trying to get those stupid little pins and everything are just killing me y'all. Uh, but I was a little bit busy doing some fun stuff with wifey getting to go up and visit the sun and didn't get a chance to plan out as well as I normally do CWL attacks. So they were, eh, they were a little bit YOLO. Uh, got my, my mid-range two stars like I needed to. The one attack where I finally got home was able to sit down and plan something out. I was able to knock out a triple, but that was right before I started my two-day break uh, from CWL. So hopefully I'll get back in the swing of things here on day number seven. Uh, my, my Eden's Edge account, I've got my Town Hall 11 in Eden's Edge, and I'm sitting with all triples in one stinking two-star because I had to do an 11v12 hit because uh, there were only a couple 11s on the enemy war map and they had already been hit or claimed. So I was reaching up a little bit to try to pull a triple out and maintain my perfect war, but that is not going to happen. So I'm going to end up probably with 20 stars this week on my Town Hall 11. All right, y'all, let's, uh, let's get into some questions here. Uh, I've, I've got a questions for Catfish channel up on the Discord server, and a couple folks have, have posted some questions in there. Uh, two weeks ago, I answered several of them, and that is actually where I got the inspiration for last week's episode about the different tools. Uh, and before I move on from talking about the tools, there's one tool that I forgot to mention that... As soon as I had recorded the episode and posted it, I then <clears throat> go home and it's now time to start, you know, doing our CWL setup. And I, that's when I remembered there's a tool I use every month, and that is called clanstats.uk. Clanstats.uk. Uh, it's just a simple web page. I think there's only two input options in there where you can get some statistics about your clan. Uh, copy your clans tag from the in game uh, clan page and you can put it in there and it'll give you some stats on it. It also has, as long as you have an a, a open war log, um, you can, the other search field in there is about CWL stats. So you put your clan tag in the CWL stats field, hit search, and it's going to show you who you're matched up against in CWL. Uh, the nice thing I like about this tool is that it's not going to give you any pictures of bases. It's not going to, it's not cheating for you. It's doing something that you could do yourself. 
and that is it's going to show you the town hall makeup of the clan not which town halls are actually going to be on the war map but it's going to show you the members of the clan and in what town hall level they are so like in cotp plebs where we're look we're working on all town hall nines and eights that are on our war map and then a bunch of sevens and sixes that, that uh, are sitting down lower that don't actually get onto the roster for CWL. <clears throat> It'll show us who we're matched up against. So like we knew that, that today's matchup was coming where it was all town hall 10 and above because I, I input our, our clan tag in there, did that little search and it showed us that, yeah, there's going to be a clan that we're facing who doesn't have anything lower than town hall 10, uh, which worried everybody, right? Cause you go, Oh no, we're going to be completely outmatched. But like I've said, most of those clans are going to be inactive. Otherwise, they would be much higher in the league rankings. So clanstats.uk is a, is a great one for clans who have mixed town hall level wars. Uh, in Knights of Zion, Jericho Rising will run it. But we know that every clan we're going to be facing is going to have 15 town hall 14s on the map. Um, the only thing that helps us with there is seeing the clans that are only running 15 players. So they don't have any subs. Uh, that tells me one of two things. Either they've only got 15 players and we might stand a chance of having somebody miss an attack because they don't have any subs. Or it's a really good clan that only needs these 15 players and they know that they don't need any subs because everybody's going to be getting triples all the time. So now to our question. Knob uh, sends the question in. Actually, it's like a three-part question here. But Nob says, <clears throat> why does the maximum war size reduce from 30 in Masters to 15 in Champions? Also, do you watch the World Championships? Who is your team? And do you think it's weird that 15 players fight in Champions 1 to win a chance for a 5v5 comp? I do. Uh, so that's that's Nob's question. Uh, so why does the maximum war size reduce from 30 to 15. Well, I think, and I, I tried to go back and, and watch some of the, uh, like the developer updates and whatnot from when Clan War League first came out, um, because the, the, the 30 v 30 options weren't always there. There were some changes that went on uh, after CWL had been around for a couple months. And I was trying to see if I could find any real information that was still pertinent to today as to why it reduces from 30 v 30 down to 15 v 15. And I think it has to do simply with, with having enough clans out there for the competition. Uh, when you start getting up to the higher level, if you could do a 30 v 30 in say champions one, well now that's going to take all those maxed out town hall 14s or whatever the, the max town hall level is at the time. And they're not going to be as spread out across the community. By reducing it down to 15 v 15, that means come CWL time, if you have 30 town hall 14s that are that are capable of competing at that high level, you've got to spread them out, which puts more clans into that pool of who is actually in the Champion League roster. Um, when they were still getting promoted up into Champions League, when more people, when the top two clans would promote. Um, before they reset some of the how that stuff works, when they were still building the Champions League roster, that kind of made sense. Why is it today? I still think it's to help spread out the competition, uh, to make things a little 
I don't know, I don't want to say fair, but just spread out a little bit more. Uh, now, as far as moving up into the 5v5 format for the World Championships, well, there were a couple ways that you could get qualified for the World Championships. Uh, 2020 was a little bit different than it is this year. <clears throat> uh, we still have multiple ways that you can qualify, but there's far more people who are qualifying for it in-game. It used to be that if you wanted to qualify for the championships, you had to, like Knob says, win in Champions 1 to get qualified. Well, now all you have to do is be in Champions League. And that doesn't matter whether it's 1, 2, or 3. Uh, you can be in any of those Champions League, Champion League, and be qualified to register for the pre-qualifiers and the qualifiers that go on each month. Uh, Knights of Zion finished. We, we actually had our little esports thing light up at the end of uh, last month, I believe, saying that, that we had a few days that we wanted to, we could sign up for the World Championship Tournament. We ended up not um, ended up not doing that, but I know several clans that did. In previous years, you had to be in Champions 1, your 15v15 roster could win Champions League 1 and then get an invite into um, the World Championships. There were some silver tickets that were then awarded to some of the lower, the clans that didn't win in Champions 1. But there were also tournaments, esports tournaments that were going on outside of the in-game CWL. And those ESL format tournaments are 5v5. So you could take a 5v5 team go into one of these external tournaments, win there, and then also get a chance to qualify for the World Championships. For 2021, they have, like I said, seriously expanded the number of in-game qualifiers um, from Champions 1 winners now to anybody in Champions League. But we still have these external tournaments where you can get tickets into the, uh, the Clash of Clans World Championships. And those are a 5v5 format. Uh, the 5v5 format, from a broadcast perspective, is so much easier than 15v15, uh, especially when you start talking about a large tournament. Um, do I watch the World Championships? I got to be honest, I haven't watched much of it this year. Um, and part of that is, I think, some of the, the minor controversy that's going on about when the championships all started and the release of Town Hall 14, because those coincided with the same day, practically, it meant that the pay-to-play players were going to have a distinct advantage over the free-to-play free -play players, um, meaning that we're, we're now making this one tournament kind of pay-to-win. I'm not saying it's a major controversy. It's just something that, that kind of tainted it to me. Uh, that the folks who were, were vying for those free-to-play spots are, are kind of out of luck uh, because Town Hall 14 coming out, <clears throat> and then anybody with some major sponsors who could pay to upgrade their, their accounts faster, uh, we're going to have the, that distinct advantage. The other thing is there was some other controversy that went on with the opening of the massive tournament. So because they opened it up to anybody from Champions League being able to qualify... <laughs> There were hundreds, hundreds of teams that were able to do that. One of those teams, uh, a, a friend of ours, so we, we talk about, you know, he, the other part of the question was, who's my team? I don't really have a team. I root for any friends that I know that might be up in there, any related clans. Uh, one of those teams that we were rooting for was Madram. So Rocky from Clash Bashing, 
Uh, his clan is in Champions 2. They had signed up their little their 5v5 team to go in. Um, when the tournament starts, they get they get a start time. Here's going to be your start time at this time. Get all of your, your players together uh, so that they will be online. It kind of helps when you're doing that to have players who are playing from relatively the same time zone so that you can all, you know, be in at the same time because you have to be on voice or on video, I think, even, uh, and, and be able to coordinate that start time. Unfortunately, because of the scale of that tournament, lots of things got delayed. So I think they got delayed like two to three hours before the actual start time. So now you're cutting into people's lives, right? Um, they've had, they had plans to do things and now you've, you've seriously delayed this so you can have a first round matchup. It finally gets through, they get their matchup, they go in and win their matchup. They're thinking, great, we're moving on to round two of the Classic Lands World Championship. More and more delays. Lots of things are happening because of the scale of this thing. And the organizers of the event now come out and say there's been so many problems, they're going to reset the entire tournament. If you've already played your matches, you have to do them again. Well, now, the other team has seen their bases. They have seen the types of strategies that, that Clash Bashing's uh, clan likes to use. And they go in and make major adjustments, and Mad Ram ends up losing that rematch because of the adjustments that were that got to be made. Was that fair? Was it fair that that team had already played, had already won, that had already been recorded, but because of major issues with time and scalability of how the event organizers were running things, they decided to just null and void all of the matches that had already been done and restart everything. Um, I don't know, man. I think they made the wrong decision in doing that, and I, I just, because of that, I really am not interested in watching the 2021 Clash of Clans World Championships. Uh, who's my team? I'm going to go right now and say that my team this year is Mad Ram. Um, simply because of the way they got treated in the tournament. They're already out, and I think that absolutely sucks. All right, give me just a moment. We'll continue this rant as soon as I get through the security gate here at work. Good morning. Thank you, too. So those, those issues with how the, the tournament was run... I think those would have been compounded exponentially if they were running 15v15. Uh, all of these clans that were signed up are now running their 5v5, uh, and still only doing the 5v5 meant that there were still all kinds of delays and issues with getting things up and running. If they were running 15v15 and trying to get now three times the amount of players online and logged into the system, uh, that would have completely... Over the, the Discord server that they were using to run this was already overwhelmed and, and crashing because of the amount of activity that was going on in it. I just think that scalability-wise, it would be insane, uh, and, and it just wouldn't be supportable. Um, now, outside of that, I think it also goes to some of the fair play issues. Um, I don't know if, if, if Nob uh, watches any American sports. He's from Australia? Probably doesn't. I don't know if Australian sports are set up the way that a lot of American sports are. American sports, professional sports, 
most of the leagues have a salary cap so that you can't just buy the best team out there, right? If you happen to be the richest team owner, you can't just go out and offer $10 billion to all of the best players and buy yourself championships. There's a salary cap that says, here's how much money you're supposed to be able to spend because they want to try to keep things fair. They want there to be parity among the league so that there can still be some competition, right? And I think that going from a 15 v 15 in the SECWL Champions League level down to a five-man roster when you move into the World Championships is one way of ensuring that you have some parity, that you're not just buying a way into the championships. And how that is, is that because we have 15v15 to get qualified for a 5v5 tournament, that means we know 10 of those players are not going to be on that final roster. Well, if I'm a team owner, one of the ESL mobile uh, professional uh, esports teams, why am I going to go out and buy the 15 best players to qualify knowing that 10 of those guys are just going to be sitting on the bench. Uh, This is kind of a way to make sure that we're not just buying 15 players and getting up there. Uh, It it, it gives a little bit of the ability for some of us free-to-play and non-professional guys to uh, make it into the tournament. Free-to-play isn't the right word there. Um, We're just the non-professional players, right? That's how Mad Ram ended up getting qualified. They're, they're a bunch of fans of uh, of Clash Bashing, and uh, Bash Nation got out there and did some good things to get qualified and work their way into that tournament. But if we have 15 professional players on the roster, uh, and we know that everybody's going to be making it, well, then you can just go out and buy the 15 best players uh, and, and try to purchase your way to a championship. So going from 15 down to five, I think helps with that a little bit. Um, but I think the biggest, the bigger issue with that really is, is the scalability when you start talking about uh, running a tournament. You see, the the tournaments are being run for fans. It's it's all part of uh, it's all part of promoting the game and and getting the game more publicity. Uh, so that you want to have the tournaments run in a way that are actually pleasing to the fans who are supposed to be watching. Otherwise, your sponsors aren't going to be getting a return on their investment for sponsoring the tournament. And if the sponsors aren't getting a return on their investment, they're not going to be sponsoring you. So now you're not going to have a tournament. Uh, when you're talking something the size of an ESL with a, a million-dollar prize pool, you want to make sure that you're keeping those sponsors in there. You want to make sure that you are keeping it something that is interesting for the public who is watching. And I think a 15v15 would become a little bit too tedious for broadcasting and making sure that it is something the public wants to watch. Um, the old school um, Champions War League did the bigger ones, and it didn't quite get as much traction. I liked that format, the old school format, before we had this in-game uh, stuff that we have now. I enjoyed some of that format. I actually watched several of the, the first um, CWL, the original CWL championships, and, and enjoyed some of that. But I think when you start to scale and try to get something that is the size of an ESL with these million-dollar prize pools, uh, I think the 5v5 really is the right way to go. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. I agree with you there, Nob. Um, But I do believe from a business sense it's the right decision. And if you don't have the business sense decision right, you're not going to have the money going in 
to continue the tournaments like that. So, yeah, I, I, it's weird. Like I said, I agree with you on that, but I do think it was the right decision. So what other questions do you guys have that you'd like me to answer here on the podcast? Uh, I have a, a questions for Catfish channel set up in the Discord server. Uh, any, any questions you might have, I'd love to have you post them there. Uh, I'll try not to just answer them there in Discord, uh, even though I, I, I'm always open to chatting with folks there. Uh, but I'll try to, to answer the ones that get posted in that channel here on the podcast. One of the recent questions from a couple weeks ago did ask about our, our dear friend Sparky, uh, my, my producer, who I have a, a love-hate relationship with. Uh, and the, the funny thing is that today, Sparky is not with me. I actually have an intern filling in. Uh, this intern is filling in temporarily while Sparky takes a little break from, from working with me. Uh, but the you might notice a difference in the sound quality. Uh, if it's worse, then I blame Sparky for sabotaging us. If it's a little better, then a shout-out to, to my intern, Cassian, for helping me out uh, as I'm recording this episode today. Uh, and if you can figure out what my relationship might be, what, the, the, what ties these producers' names together, uh, maybe I'll throw you some some cool points in the server. Uh, but yeah, look me up on the Clash on the Potty Discord server. I'd love to chat with you there. The link is in the show notes and also in the podcast description. Now, last week, I asked a little bit of a trivia question, and I didn't get anybody to respond. Uh, but I was talking about my, my featured coffee last week being from my my local roaster where I get most of my uh, coffee beans from, where I get almost all of the stuff that I use for espresso, and that, that local roaster is Three Ships Coffee Roasting. Now, I told you that the, the the name Three Ships was named after three of the ships that came to our uh, region where I'm at in, uh, in Virginia uh, as they were setting up the Jamestown settlement. Uh, not the Three Ships, the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria, that uh, set off to uh, to help explore initially the area, but three different ships that actually came from England uh, to set up the Jamestown settlement. And I said that two of those ships, one was the Godspeed, the second was the Susan Constant, and I asked what the name of the third ship was. And that, that was actually the title of last week's episode, what's the name of the third ship? I didn't get any response to that, so no cool points awarded to anybody uh, for that one. But the name of the, sh- the third ship involved in that uh, settlement party was called the Discovery. So the the Godspeed, the Susan Constant, and the Discovery. Uh, more about those guys can be found uh, just up the road for me at Historic Jamestown Settlement. I uh, just drove through that region not that long ago as we were heading back and forth between my son's place and ours. Uh, this week, no no new featured coffee, and I feel like I don't need to give you guys a new one every single week. Otherwise, you get inundated with what seems like ads on my coffee talk section in the Discord server. Uh, but I did post a couple pictures of some other things that we stopped and picked up as we were traveling, and some of the fun stuff that I make in the backyard uh, when we have some friends over to enjoy the swimming pool with us on a blazing hot weekend. Uh, so go ahead and, and check those out. 
All right, y'all. I think that is going to be about it for me today. Uh, thanks again for, for traveling with me and keeping me company while I'm driving back and forth to work. Uh, I hope that y'all are out there. Oh, hey, Waze has got her normal voice back. Good job. I don't know what's up with that, but thank you, Waze, for warning me about that and for getting your, your, your voice back. I hope that, that cough drop worked. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I hope that CWL is going well for everybody. Uh, may y'all get promoted to wherever it is that you want to get promoted to. Uh, get out there and, and knock out some loot. I can't wait to see what we have coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, being that it's June, we're getting towards the summertime, and summertime means that there could be a potential Clash of Clans update coming sometime soon. Uh, Darian did say on Twitter that they had just recently filmed a new developer update video, uh, so I look forward to seeing that come out from Clash of Clans, and we know that summertime does mean there could be a potential update. Are we getting a new town hall already? Absolutely not, but I do expect that there's going to be some uh, some updates to the things that we have in Town Hall 14, probably get some more walls to upgrade, uh, maybe some new spell or troop levels. I uh, can't wait to see what that is, so maybe next week we'll talk about speculation on that. Um, and if you do want some speculation on things, I suggest that you go over to Reddit and check out the Clash of Clans Leaks Reddit. Uh, that's where several of us get our, our info that talks about potential things coming up. There's some guys that, you know, really look into, like, the code within the game and can find potential leaks. We've got guys who are scouring frame by frame. And not we. It's the guys on the Reddit. I'm not doing this. Um, but there's guys that are scouring frame by frame any of the little videos and things that get put out to find potential leaks. Uh, and there's there's been some stuff there that has come into the game, and there's been some things that haven't, but it's just, you know, cool to have a place to go and speculate about stuff that might be coming out. So the Clash of Clans leaks Reddit is a, a cool spot to get that. Uh, and again, because it's Reddit, I'll, I'll give a, a language warning to any of our, our younger listeners who might be wanting to go over there. Uh, if you're not used to Reddit, it, it can get pretty not safe for work at times if you're not careful. So uh, go ahead and check that out. We'll talk about some things in the Discord at some point. All right, y'all. Uh, enjoy your week in Clash. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. Bye for now.